Petri Dish is a product of Petri Dish Media, all rights reserved. Petri Dish is a science comedy podcast and should not be used as medical advice. Do not get medical advice from a podcast. And therefore, as a free man, I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein Science! Science! Yes. I know the human being and science can coexist peacefully. This was now finest. Hey guys, welcome to Petri Dish. I'm Nathan. And I'm Sean. Now guys, there's a lot of dying in the world right now. Oh. A lot of crazy stuff going on between climate change and Tucker and all sorts of other things. And, you know, Atletico Madrid just beat Manchester United. That was uh, predictable. You know, a lot, of stuff, a lot of stuff's going on. A lot of dead people, you know? Yes. Yes. But more stuff's died before. So it's not a big deal. That's beautiful. Yes, that's exactly the transition I wanted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, times is tough. Yeah, but it's been tougher. At least ninety percent of all life on Earth hasn't died. That's okay? true. Which That's is, happened before. <laughs> which is what we're going to be talking about today about something called the Great Dying, which is also known as the PT extinction event and the End Permian extinction. So why is it called? I mean, I get why it's called the Great Dying because a lot of stuff died, but isn't that a little melodramatic? I mean, that it, just sounds like a Summerillion fact, right? Right. So, there have been large-scale extinctions. Right. You know, pretty much ever since life has been around on Earth, right? Right, right. But, as far as we can tell, in terms of animal life, which leaves fossils a little bit better than things like bacteria do, in terms of animal life, the biggest die-off in terms of numbers of species lost right. was this die-off. Wow, okay. That this extinction event... Led to 90% of all the marine animal species and 75% of the land animal species yeah. going extinct. So here's an episode to give us some perspective, make us feel better about the die-off that we're living through right now. <laughs> maybe a little bit better, we'll see. It, yeah, it depends yeah. on how you take the ending of it, but yeah, maybe a little bit. So do you think that memories of this extinction event in the Union Collective Unconscious of animal life is the reason, it like, is what is being referred to in the early Bible? Gotta be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So, <laughs> so coming up, <laughs> the great dying. You know, guys. On occasion, you might hear some funny noises. That's because uh, our sound lord engineer is a little bit pregnant, and uh, the baby's screaming and. You know, again, really wild in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you might hear her go. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just a third trimester baby. Just normal pregnant woman. Noises. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so so the great dying. Now this extinction event happened a while ago, right? Like, you know, I was born in 1991. Before that. Yeah, uh, way, way before 1991, yeah. that's true. I was yeah. born in 1987. It was even before that. Nice. It was 252 million years ago. Uh, I misread that. <laughs> so 252 million years ago. Now, that's a long time, man. Let's get some context. That was about 252 million years before the birth of Christ. <laughs> right? So now we have our context. Great. Nailing it. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Uh, <laughs> like, give or take 2,000 years. <laughs> so one way that we break up really big spans of time is something called an eon. 
Yeah. And so yeah, we yeah. are currently in the Phanerozoic Eon, mm. which has spanned the last 541 million years. Yeah, maybe you are. I'm a good Muslim. <laughs> I'm part of the post what? I'm part of the post Rashidun Caliphate. Oh. That's my eon. You guys are you guys are in the same one as me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, are you Sunni too, bro? <laughs> <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing the same thing. Dude, what, what school jurisprudence do you follow, sir? I'm Hanafi, sir. So with, within this gigantic fucking eon that goes yeah. back half a billion years, right. there are three eras. Right. The Paleozoic, the Mesozoic, and the Cenozoic. What does Zoic mean? It's like a chunk of time. Okay, right, so Paleo's old Zoic. Yep. And then Meso is like Middle Zoic? Yep. And what's the last Zoic mean? Cenozoic, New Zoic. Oh, Ceno means new? Yeah. I didn't know that. I think so. Like, what other word has Ceno? Who's Cenophile? I like new things. Okay, whatever. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Um, so the Cenozoic is the newest era. That's been the past 66 million years. Right. Basically, everything since the extinction of the dinosaurs. Right. Is there, like, a reason... That's our category, besides the fact that we love dinosaurs so much. Like, was the death of the dinosaurs, like, actually a big extinction-level event? Or was that really just bad for dinosaurs? Uh, it was bad for a lot of things. It was bad it, for stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was Good a for pretty us, big... though. Yes, and in fact... Got eaten by a lot of dinosaurs before that. <laughs> you know? We weren't around. <laughs> I was um... around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I like Oscar Isaac's character from X-Men. Oh, yeah, Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. that's I, great. I built the pyramids. I don't know if anyone saw that movie. Yeah, I actually <laughs> didn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, I read, so, like, two sentences of one review. It's, like, basically a two-sentence interview. is like, ick, poop. <laughs> I, I, I broadly knew what Apocalypse was yeah. because I'm a nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just completely skipped the movie. Yeah. So, since the extinction of the dinosaurs to the current day... That's been the Cenozoic. Okay. Before that was the Mesozoic. That's mainly considered the time of the dinosaurs. Mm, okay. And that goes all the way back 252 million years. Right. And then before that was the Paleozoic. And the Paleozoic starts, like, half a billion years ago with the Cambrian period. Right. Where there's, like, a bunch of weirdo sea life. Right. Super diverse, weird ocean shit. Okay. Yeah. And so the Great Dying is something that happened within our current eon. But what it marks is the end of the Paleozoic era and the start of the Mesozoic era. Okay. And part of this gigantic death event is the destruction and reordering of life on Earth. A reordering that eventually gave us the age of the dinosaurs. Right. And some of the least successful Pixar films. Really? Which ones? Uh, wasn't there one called The Good Dinosaur? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah you don't even remember that. Yeah! Like, everyone talks shit about Cars, dude. I'll never forget Cars 3. All right? Wait, was there a Cars 3? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Pixar's been making a lot of movies since I stopped paying attention. Yeah, seriously. Wow, they've been busy. Do you, are you going to watch the panda one? The, it's like it's like Red. Yeah, Is yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think so. I've heard good things. It's called Little Red Panda, and it's actually the little sentient panda that Ghost wrote the Little Red Book for Chairman Mao. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty interesting. The, the girl actually turns into a red panda, though, right? Well, it's it's actually a panda that turns into a, a calligrapher in the history, but I think they adapted it for modern audiences. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. It's no magic. It's just a really smart panda. Oh. Like that... the one that wrote the Little Red Book. Right. That's why there's so many references in the Little Red Book to things like bamboo. Yeah, yeah, I understand. A bamboo would take the doctor away. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. We're making a lot of sense now. Okay. 
<laughs> Boy, that, none of that made any no. sense, did it? <laughs> that was all over the place. It was all terrible. Anyway, what are we talking about? Uh, I don't know when we should take our break. Oh, okay. Well, let's take a break. <laughs> Maybe we should, because honestly, this is nonsense. <laughs> okay. okay, guys, we got to take a break to kind of <laughs> reorient We a need to bit. get way back on track. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah, when we come back, let's talk about what sorts of animals were there in the lead up to this great dying. Yeah. Hey, guys. Sean here. If you're like me, you like ordering food from Postmates or Grubhub. But imagine the same quality of food but without any dishes. Outside of your place, somewhere clean, somewhere designed to maximize your dining experience. You'd have to go there, sure, but you could meet your friends. You could take your partner. Studies show 100% of partners like occasionally leaving the house. Maybe you even would too. This is not just a dream. It's called a restaurant. And there's probably some in your neighborhood already. Go today. Fish shit, right? <laughs> it was fish. There, there were fish because at the end of the Permian period and right before the start of the next period. I feel like the right? Permian period refers mostly to 1983 to like 1988. Did anyone have perms back then? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> like great. Girl. Great. That's great. That's great. So, <laughs> the Permian period, yeah. transitioning into the Triassic period, right? That's when the Great Dying happened. In that Permian period, we had that gigantic supercontinent, right? Pangaea. Yeah, but you have a cooler. Oh, I see. The name of the ocean's way cooler. Panthalassa. Nice, dude. That's a warrior tiger hoe. <laughs> panthalassas yeah panthalassas like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. everything ocean yeah she like dates lion in one episode but then tragically dies oh yeah yeah panthalassa no that's too bad yeah that's yeah panthalassa dated snarf snarf dude oh fucking snarf snarf doesn't make any sense well snarf snarf she was like this beautiful buxom <laughs> panther warrioress right she like swept up like snarf 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 snarf, snarf, snarf. <laughs> and she's like make love to me snarf snarf and she like shoves him in her big feline boobies and he's like snarf 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 can't breathe god i hope i hope someone out there has seen thundercats because otherwise this is just an insane fever dream i mean it already is but like snarf snarf oh god he's like pat the last was a lot more woman than snarf snarf's head before snarf snarf okay fuck look there's one big ass continent Okay, and yeah. the big ocean that surrounded it. Yeah. Panthalassa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. And because of that sort of organization of things, one gigantic continent, fairly centrally oriented in terms of like latitude and everything, things were kind of drying out a little bit on Earth. All right. Like the interior of that continent was pretty far away from water. Right. And water does a pretty good job of moderating climate. Right. And so things were kind of dry. It was a time period where Earth was getting more arid. If, if, if there's intelligent design, just, just bear with me, just bear with me. <laughs> if there is, then it makes sense because God, being fallible, you know, kind of worked on a couple different Earths, right? You know, he kind of okay, like... sure. He would have had versions of it, was yeah. A, was a whiff. <laughs> I don't even know what that version was like. That was like four billion years ago. Yeah. Like, he like just got Plato, right? Sure. Because yeah. as we all know, God being fallible has a dad that we really don't know about. And he's like, here's some atoms. Right, so God makes Earth. Yeah, and this is the stage where He's like figured out how to make like He he can program a continent now. Yeah, 
But like, boy, he hasn't figured out all the climate shit yet. Right, yeah, yeah. He just made one big one because he was like, well, one is a very easy number to deal with. Whereas now, like, it's a lot better, right? Like, clearly, just bear with me, in as much as there is an intelligent God, God but fallible, (laughs) controversial, (laughs) who's been slowly tinkering towards a superiorly designed Earth, we're getting closer and closer, aren't we? Wow, you think so? <laughs> <laughs> Seems pretty shitty to me sometimes. <laughs> no, well, look, he can't be blamed for people. Because uh, okay. he's fallible. Okay, okay. <laughs> he he messed up. I got you. He didn't mean you. to make people. So, okay, anyway. over the course of the Permian period, right, right. the Earth got more arid. Oxygen okay. levels gradually were dropping. Interesting. Well, why, are, why, why is having one big continent and that's dry linked to oxygen levels dropping? Yeah, it probably had to do with basically disrupted circulation patterns over, like, the entirety of the Earth. Okay. So, like, there were some places oh. that, like, had a little bit more oxygen, but other places... It, it was just, like, not circulating very well. Wow. It's All taking right. a long time for it to circulate around. I feel like we always want one continent. Nah, man. One continent's mm. bad. Yeah, well, you gotta split that shit up. Like, the whole last season of Korra, you're like, wait, so how fast does this train go and how big is Earth Kingdom? You know, like, I don't mm, like supercontinents. I see, I see, I see. Yeah. I got you. There's logistically a nightmare. Yes, it becomes difficult. Yeah, okay, so, so we don't got enough oxygen. Well, it's going down over the course of the Permian. I don't like that. We have a bunch of marine invertebrates living around, okay? That's that's shelled stuff, like all of the mollusks, which include, like, sea snails, octopus-like stuff. Yeah. Bivalves, like clams and mussels. And, like, shit, like, you can't even imagine. Like, if Robin Williams lived in a shell and had one fat foot and, like, two tentacles coming out behind his ears. Why has it got to be Robin Williams? That's... I'm just saying what it looked like, right? (laughs) Like, and it's, like, like, you can't even imagine, dude. That's, like, (laughs) that one you can imagine because I just described it, but there's other stuff. Take something you can imagine... Not even that. Yeah, right? it's like it's like what Nathan just said, but then replace Robin Williams with Chevy Chase, and you can't imagine that. Yeah, That's yeah. not possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't even make sense because you cannot replace the two. One is clearly shittier than the other. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> These invertebrates. So, so, so there's an entire group of life called brachiopods. They looked a lot like clams, and in fact, I spent a lot of time trying to understand how they're not just clams. Right. Because they look fucking exactly like them. Are they actually in any meaningful way different from clams? Uh, yes. Okay. Clams, if you imagine (laughs) how their shells are, they have a shell that's on the right side of their body and a shell that's on the left side of their body. Sure. And that's how they orient their shells. Right. That makes sense. These brachiopods... The shell is on the top side of their body and the bottom side of their body. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so let's keep going. They're basically exactly the fucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Except, I guess somehow, if clams and brachiopods look like people or something, then you could tell what their sides are versus their top and bottom. Right, right, right. But like because they just look like goopy shit. Right. Like honestly, I don't, I don't know how they figured this shit out. But uh. <laughs> whatever. The point is, brachiopods existed. They're not going to exist for a ton of time longer, frankly, because they're they're not going to last, but we'll get to that later. We had trilobites creeping around in the water. We had starfish and sea cucumbers and just like a bunch of ocean shit, right? We had bony fish. We had sharks swimming around already, right? Those guys were there. We had some amphibians. And we also had some amniotes running around. Okay. And so we had talked about amniotes. Amniotes are protopenises, right? Yeah, they did a lot of penis innovation right early on right very cool we're amniotes amniotes we talked about in our episode on penis evolution basically 
they are able to be born on dry land, which is something amphibians don't really do all that well, right? And they can be away from water. So the great dying, I mean, that was a period of penis innovation. Yes. That's interesting. A lot wow. of it. Yeah, agreed. Wow. And The so, penis is actually more ancient than humanity itself. <laughs> you can- <laughs> Do you fucking listen to anything that I said? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> you, you are a bastard. <laughs> okay. Okay, we got to I am? <laughs> All right. We got to We can't. Okay, so look. Because the Permian period was a period with a big landmass and more arid conditions, that was really conducive to amniotes getting to like kind of get out there. And fill a niche, right? Yeah. Because amphibians couldn't really transit that far into right. really arid areas. There's all areas. this dry, awful South Texas that they could explore, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But unlike the Mesozoic, which, you know, comes after the Great Death, dinosaurs and their kind of relatives, the sauropsids, they were not the most common amniote running around. All right. Okay. So, in fact, dinosaurs had not evolved yet, but... The things that would eventually turn into dinosaurs, the sauropsids, they did exist during the Permian, but they were not very common. Okay. What was much more common was another group of amniotes, the synapsids. The synapsids eventually would evolve to make mammals. Okay. Or proto-mammals, the things before mammals. They were kind of on top before the great dying. Mm Mm-hmm. So, how do we know how common something was? It's not like we have, like, a really accurate census, right? I mean... Yeah, so part of it is how diverse the species are of that type. Right, because presumably that must mean that there's a lot of them for there to be that much so, diversification. Right, and not just necessarily a lot in numbers, but a lot in terms of success. So, like, we kind of think right. of uh, speciation as being linked a little bit to success in a niche. Right. And so if there's a lot of species of synapsids and not that many of sauropsids, we would think, okay, maybe synapsids right. were kind of on top. Cool. So mammals are actually on top and the Great Dying is part of what ushered in the era of reptiles instead. Or, well, I mean, these are all proto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so all of these things, that's the right idea. These are all things before they were mammals. Yeah. But if you were to look at a synapsid, even though they eventually evolve into mammals, yeah. you'd look at a synapsid and you'd be like, that looks kind of like a fucking dinosaur. Right. Right? Like, I got this uh, picture right here. Therapsids, cynodonts, they're pretty reptilian-y looking. Right. What I'm seeing, to describe to you guys, is uh, a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> but Sean's telling me it's a proto-mammal, you know, and like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to become a mammal in like... Uh, yeah. uh, 70 million years yeah. or so. I had a chemistry teacher who I was pretty certain was a dinosaur, and Sean kept telling me she was a proto-mammal. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, fine, whatever. Well, I mean, just at home, Google therapsid, okay? And you're going to see this thing that looks like a kind of angry iguana lizard with a big sail thing on its back. Right, it looks a lot like a dinosaur. Which, yeah, there is a later dinosaur that actually looks exactly like this, and so... You could be forgiven for getting confused about that. You know, but based on our last episode, don't you think it's just more likely that it's genetically a goat? (laughs) (laughs) And it's just very plastic, you know, typically? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes, well, (laughs) unfortunately, goats still do not exist yet. But, yeah, I got you. Um, And then cynodonts. Uh, maybe a little bit more mammalian looking. Right. The photo Sean has here is like a big old rat, rat dinosaur. 
Yeah, it's like a rat lizard, honestly. Yeah, a which... ratosaur, a ratling. Yeah, which honestly kind of makes sense. So some of our ancestors just liked living on land. Others were semi-aquatic. Right. Some were herbivores. Some were carnivores. Right. They were filling all kind of niches. Uh, there were giant insects around, right? Like huge right. dragonfly-like bugs. I remember that. They're like two meters long and could eat a head. A head off a living baby, right? Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, although they were becoming a little less common by the end of the Permian. Okay. I just thought of an awful movie. It's where uh, some people like are fracking away at Oklahoma and opens up like an ancient prehistoric vault of like ten foot insects, uh-huh. and they start just like chittering, like buying up people and eating them alive. God, that has to have already been a movie. Well, there's eight legged freaks. Yeah, but I don't think they have like the whole prehistoric conceit. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, I see, yeah. I see, Besides, I see. we're gonna get real weird. It's not just uh, lizards. It's not just spiders. It's like all sorts of critters. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. But anyway, okay, so they had big ass insects. Yeah, and there were some like silverfish looking bugs, some cockroach looking bugs, plenty of spiders around. Spiders were definitely around by this point. So yeah. spiders were not fucking around. They were eating a shitload of insects. Right. And then in terms of plants, we had trees and ferns and some very simple plants like mugworts. Right. A lot of worts. But no flowers. No flowers. Flowers are actually more recent than the penis fascinatingly yes. which makes sense because a flower is really a, a pussy penis and so it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of an incredible feat of evolution if you think about it like can you imagine having a pussy penis <laughs> think of your power <laughs> think of all your options for well, colonizing you know everything. what out of all the things you've said this isn't so bad either. you know next time you look at a flower think that's very powerful yeah yeah, yeah. very powerful <laughs> whenever i look at Giorgio keys penis i'm like wow look at that pussy penis <laughs> <laughs> it's so boldly hewn as she would have wanted um so that's what she called it so flowers had not evolved yet they wouldn't evolve for like another hundred million years in fact dinosaurs predate flowers yeah so that's fun there were also not really any grasses or grains yet. And not really any kind of edible plant life that you and I would recognize in terms of things we normally like to eat. I eat work. <laughs> Everything you've talked about, I'd eat. <laughs> you, you might be able to munch on a pine cone or something. Because there were definitely conifers. They were the main trees around. Interesting. Uh, Deciduous, not as many, huh? There were no deciduous trees. Whoa! There were no deciduous trees. There were uh, ginkgos. Right, ginkgos are fucking old as shit, yeah, right? Ginkgos were pretty popular. Didn't Earth sprout from a ginkgo? Uh, is that the one that has to do with the turtle with stuff on its back? Or something? <laughs> okay. People come up with a lot of shit. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, so right. ginkgos are old as tits. Uh, we didn't have grasses though. That's actually pretty wild because grasses seem so simple now. But I guess, I guess grasses are actually kind of crazy. Yeah, there were actually there were areas that were like kind of grasslands or plains, yeah. but they didn't have grass. They were actually grasslands made out of ferns. Wow, that's pretty cool. Which is weird. Did you know that actually there weren't even grasses until about ten thousand years ago when humans started to eat pine cones and domesticated <laughs> them into wheat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's so fucking stupid <laughs> okay let's take a break and when we come back let's go ahead and talk about like what actually happened in the great right, dying. right. we haven't actually talked about dying right. yet we talked about a lot, of, a lot of living in yeah, fact yeah so let's get to the dying once we're back from our break the following is an actual advertisement 
Snark Tank is a roundtable discussion about weird and wonderful inventions throughout history. They're functional, they're practical, they're durable, they're breathable, but like you could survive the winter in a pair of jorts if you had to. But sometimes it's not. But I, I hope you I hope you are aware that I do have a second mic plugged in and I am foleying my farts. Oh good. Good, good, good. During every episode of True Blood, my couch cushions were probably as wet as the Louisiana Bayou. <laughs> <laughs> what what an attractive way to describe that. I'm Drew. And I'm Britt. Join us every other Wednesday for new episodes. Snark Tank is now available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you download your podcasts. You know, I would, um, I don't want to die in nuclear war, but it would be ironic if it happened now. I'm talking about a great dying. Oh, so like I kinda right ho- now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not with the release of this episode. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, guys, we're back. <laughs> um, yeah, woo. okay. So what happened with the great dying, right? Look, it was a long time ago, okay? Right. So it's going to be hard to tell for certain. Yeah, how do we even tell any shit like this at all, actually? Yeah, so... The first thing that they noticed, so all of this geologic time shit is like looking at layers yeah. of the rock that's laid and down. When you say they, do we mean George Soros or Bill Gates yes. or just the lizards yep. or like which conspiracy is the they in this case? Well, most of those, most yeah. of those, but probably mostly the geologists. <laughs> yeah, geologists and paleontologists, <laughs> right? And so when you're looking through rock layers, right, you kind of get there is a strata that goes back in time. So the deeper right. you go through those layers, you're traveling back in time to when that was laid down. Right, right, right. And in certain layers, there is clear evidence of some kind of catastrophic shit going on. Right. Because, like, there'll be, like, a kind of normal level of fossils leading up to that. And all of a sudden, everything's dead for a layer. Right. Right. So, they knew that something around this time period, 252 million years ago, some kind of shit went down. And then there's a lot of other analysis you can do. You can look to see what kinds of things were formed around 252 million years ago. Hey, I want to imagine this actually for a second. So let's say asteroid hits the Earth or something. I don't know, whatever. Some cataclysmic event happens. Yeah. And we, we later on, 252 million years, we see a, a layer of soil that has a lot of fossils. Does that imply, like, 252 million years ago, there's like a lot of living things that collapsed and died, like, literally nearby each other? Yeah, it can. That's kind of evocative. It can, and we have seen that during certain events. So Yeah, like, like Krakatoa. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it a little bit later with the, I mean, some other day, with the end of the Cretaceous period when the dinosaurs died. Right. right. That. So they have found, you know, far away from the impact site, clear evidence that, like, a shockwave basically just, like, insta-killed a shitload of dinosaurs wow. and, like, shoved them deep into soil that like eventually turned into fossils that's crazy so like i never understand so how does a shockwave kill a thing i know i know that obviously happens but like what what does that even mean yeah so it basically the idea behind a shockwave is that like there's a wave of force that's being propagated through like air Mm -hmm. right and then that can hit you and it can do a lot of things, but one of the things is it can, like, move your internal organs and, like, smoosh them up against stuff. Oh. So you can, like, get, like, jellified inside your body, basically. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it's not good. Ugh. Okay. Well, anyway, that's gross. <laughs> okay. You died. Episode over. Well, so no, okay. that, that 
is probably not what happened okay. in The Great Dying. Okay, okay. So so then we don't have a lair that's just like a bunch of dead stuff? Or we, like, it's... So we have a few different things. One thing that we have is an absence of a coal layer. So coal mm. is something that tends to form out of, like, peaty, swampy areas. Right. And it forms because there's a lot of, like, vegetation that is entering into the anoxic environment of the swamp. Yeah. And kind of gets buried and then eventually turns into coal. Right. Okay. The lack of a coal layer when there was coal before it yeah. and then coal like 10 million years after it suggests that something really fucked up happened to like a lot of the plant life on Earth. Right, right, right. Or that something really fucked up happened to all of the swamp areas on Earth. Right. Either way, there is a noticeable gap in coal in sort of the layers around the Earth. Okay. But to a certain extent... There is a question of, uh, so this event, the great dying, was not an instant thing. Okay. Okay. You can imagine some things like an asteroid hitting Earth as like instantly a lot of stuff in the nearby area is going to just like immediately die. Right. right. And then there's repercussions that happen over time from that impact. Right. And that might kill things over a longer period of time. Right. In this case, it was probably kind of a slow build over the course of thousands of years, actually. Right. And in this particular case, it was probably a very large volcanic eruption that was happening in an area we now call the Siberian Traps. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of Siberia. Yeah, yeah I've heard yeah. of Siberia too. Okay, so <laughs> over a bunch of Siberia, there's like a whole layer of lava. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's this big igneous formation. It sort of looks like a step formation in that like... It looks like there was a big puddle of lava, and then a slightly smaller puddle of lava, and then a slightly smaller one. So it's okay. almost like a stepwise okay. kind of thing. If this is over a lot of Siberia, <clears throat> how did anyone even like notice that it looked like that, I guess? I don't know. If something's that big. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's from like being able to do like satellite shit. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? That's cool. Yeah, so there is a very, very, very large deposit there of right. igneous rock and if it's most of siberia then we know that that's like that's a big ass volcanic eruption right but this was not probably like a mount etna kind of thing right or like a vesuvius kind of thing it wasn't like a single violent explosion it was probably more like a gradual like seeping of magma okay over like literally hundreds of thousands of years all right because this is long periods of time we're talking about here but it's this kind of like constantly erupting volcanic clusterfuck. Okay? Mm. And as it's doing this eruption, it's spewing out huge amounts of carbon dioxide, huge amounts of methane, sulfides, chlorine, fluorine. It's blasting these little nano and microparticles of nickel and mercury mm. out into the atmosphere. And these... It sounds very toxic. Yeah, these are all potentially toxic. They're all definitely climate-changing things. Right. The nickel and mercury may have led to blooms of what are called methanogenic bacteria. Okay. Uh, which are bacteria that make methane. So you have, like, even more methane. Methane's a potent greenhouse gas. So the world, over the course of 100,000 years, got hotter. And the oceans acidified. Okay. Because both... Oceans getting warmer means they can take more carbon dioxide. Right. And the volcanoes are just, like, shitting out carbon dioxide. Right. So the oceans got acidic. Way too acidic for a lot of the stuff living there. Right. And the oceans got hot. 
way hotter than like like it, it would have felt like an uncomfortably hot hot tub. Okay. Near the equator. I mean, that sounds kind of a lot like what we're doing now, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. There, there are some fun similarities, which is one of the reasons why I think this is actually topical and interesting for right now. Because, yeah, yeah our ocean is getting more acidified. Not, I think, to the extent that happened in this great dying. But we're not really doing that much to stop it. So, you know, there right. you go. And basically, there was a lot of stuff living in the ocean that couldn't handle it for a number of reasons. One of the reasons is... They were swimming around in the water, but they literally could not breathe. Right. There was too much dissolved carbon dioxide. They could not get enough oxygen to survive. Wow. Okay. So a lot of things basically suffocated underwater. Wow. There were a lot of things that had shells. And shells are made out of calcium carbonate, which is very susceptible to acid. Mm. So they could not form their shells anymore. Or their shells were too fragile. Whoa. So a lot of things with shells died off. And then a lot of stuff just can't handle living in a hot tub, I guess. Because like right. fucking some of those things, it was just way too hot for them and they could not handle it. I really like hot tubs for more than three minutes. Yeah, and this one, this is like a legitimately, it would be a hot tub you'd get into and you'd be there for a little bit and you'd be like, this is actually too hot. Like it's yeah. an uncomfortably hot hot tub. Wow. At the equator. So shit went so really So everything bad. died. <laughs> not everything. Not everything. But, uh, again, 90% of the species... Of marine animal right. life died. Haven't we, like, already done that, though? Uh, the current die-off is big, but it's not that big. Okay. It's, it's, it's like, uh, well, I mean, but we still got time. We still got time, <laughs> baby. Yeah. yeah. 90 this, or bust. This, this was 100,000 years, right? Yeah. This, this, uh, maybe hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah. We have not been at it for that long. So, yeah. like, give us a little bit more time, but, you know, we'll see. And, yeah, so, basically, the brachiopods which were the weird shelled guys that aren't clams but look exactly like clams, those were once very common. More common than the bivalves, the clams that we know. Yeah. But after this event, they were like almost completely wiped out. Okay. Most of their species were gone. Yeah. The bivalves seem to have done okay. A lot of the species dropped out, but there were still more than the brachiopods and they bounced back faster. Maybe because their respiratory system was a little bit more advanced. Okay. So they were actually able to pull out the oxygen a little bit better from the water. They were able to exclude some more of the carbon dioxide. So they were able to literally just keep breathing underwater. This is why it's so always important to upgrade your hardware, huh? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know what? Just every once in a while, update that hardware. Update your you hardware, You don't know man. when you're going to need it. It's a lot of carbon dioxide in here. <laughs> and, you know, so you can imagine oceans acidifying, getting super fucking hot. Uh, it's pretty clear why a bunch of marine life died. But 75% of terrestrial species also died, right? right? And so for them, like, a lot of it is the world overall getting hotter. Right. There was also a problem that the volcano was spewing a lot of sulfides into the air, and that was turning into acid rain. Right. And the acid rain could both directly kill animals, but also destroyed a lot of plant life. On wow. Earth. Perhaps enough plant life to explain the absence of coal. In this time period. That's pretty cool. So, the land is devastated. It's way too hot. You can't get enough food. Like, if you were an animal that liked eating fish, where are those fucking fish at? Right. right? A lot of them are dead. So, a lot of animals died. And even though our ancestors, the synapsids, were doing pretty well before the Great Dying, after the Great Dying, synapsids kind of receded into a smaller niche. Right. They stopped being quite as big. They're like little rat fuckers through the dinosaurs, right? 
Yes, but by the time we got to the dinosaurs, they were like literally shrews and shit like that. Yeah. Um, just hiding out. Some synapsids, like the Gorgonopsids, the Opsians. Yeah, this is another basically dinosaur-looking uh, mammal. Yeah, it looks kind of like a dinosaur dog. Right. And it was a pretty solid predator. Like, it did a good job being a predator. That species was basically completely wiped out. Right. So they, they just weren't there. No more dino so dogs. Larger synapsids were pretty much wiped out. And it was instead the pretty rare and obscure archosauromorphs. Okay. Archosauromorphs. Yep, archosauromorphs. They are the precursors to the dinosaurs and all modern birds and reptiles. And they were the ones that were kind of thriving in the post-extinction world, eventually giving rise to those dinosaurs. Hmm. So, broadly speaking, like I said, 90% of marine life, 75% of terrestrial life wiped out. It took maybe 10 to 20 million years for full food webs to reestablish. Okay. For biomes to come back. Okay. It did happen eventually, but a lot of branches off the tree of life, they were just pruned. Right? All right. All right. Cer well, so this is good to know since this is going to happen to us in the next like 30 years. <laughs> it might. Yeah. It might. So certain features of the great dying lack ocean acidification and increases in ocean temperature have direct parallels to modern day. I mean, certainly humans have not been around for 10 to 20 million years. And so if we destroy the world with global warming, destroy the habitable human world with global warming, right. I'm sure the earth will continue existing and right. life will probably return in 20 million years. Yeah. But like, it'd be a bummer. Yeah. Maybe yeah. thanks to nuclear war, it could be a little sooner even. Because uh -huh. couldn't they like evolve with all that radiation a little faster? Well... Maybe. Nah, not really. I think a lot of them would just die. But remember that one episode of um, X-Files where the Russian guy turns into, like, a worm parasite because of uh, Chernobyl? Oh. Wait, wait, no. The Russian guy doesn't turn into a parasite. It's more like there's a parasite that, that... takes on the form of a... Man. Yeah, the, the fluke man thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And, and, and David Duchovny postulates that because right. of nuclear waste... Right. Yeah. That evolved from a fluke worm... Yeah. And Scully's like, well, that's the most plausible thing you've said. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were referring to the X-Files episode where the Russian cosmonaut comes back and he uh, has like a yeah. radiation ghost thing. Right. Like he's in a coma or something and the radiation ghost goes out and like steals people's life force. <laughs> what a wacky show, dude. Yep. Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. That's why a lot of people are scientists today is because <laughs> of how wrong that show is. So... Uh, let's say thank you to Stacy Song, our sound lord and engineer. Thank you, Stacy. Now, guys, this episode's coming a couple days out after Sean is having a knee surgery. Yeah, yeah, to repair my ACL. Yeah, yeah, guys, wish Sean luck. I uh, might be dead when you hear this. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I'll have a note if that's true. <laughs> I'll, I'll put that. As a, <laughs> you put that up. I'm like, guys, you're listening to a dead man. <laughs> No more explanation of that. Oh, very ghostly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you to Brian Allen for artwork. Thank you for Griffin for editing. And look, we have a Twitter account, although if I am dead, no one's monitoring it. That's true. <laughs> so, put whatever you want up there. It's at DishPodcast. The Gmail address is PetriDishPod at gmail.com, and Patreon.com slash PetriDish is where you can give us money. Good, good. All right. We'll see you guys later. Da 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 da